Happy Friday! Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. This is episode nine and part two of our interview with Jessica Blex. Thanks guys for tuning back in. I'm really excited for the second half of this interview. Jessica really just gets into her advice for young photographers and anyone getting started in the wedding industry. Um, We talk a lot about business, not so much even about like the creative elements, but just business and tips and tricks and education, different things like that. Um, And while she has been in it for almost nine years and I have not. So I am going into my fourth wedding season. So Um, take everything I say with a grain of salt because obviously I still have a lot to learn. If you have not listened to part one, hit pause right now, go back to the last episode and listen to the first part of the interview with Jessica Blex that aired on Tuesday. Um, And I would love to hear written reviews, hear your guys' opinions on the episodes, who you would like to see more of. Interact with us on Instagram at Nebraska Wedding Podcast. Or you can find past episodes and show notes for everything on my website, www.laceworkfilms.com slash blog. Without further ado, here is part two with Jessica Blex. Well, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is we obviously have a lot of photographers that listen to the podcast. And so being nine, almost 10 years into this gig and everything like that, what kind of advice do you have? For photographers who are just getting started. So I would just say, like, don't be scared to reach out to people. Um, There's, I mean, we're all busy. So like, I mean, everybody, even if you're like still working a nine to five, you know what I mean? Whatever. Everybody's busy. Life's busy. Um, So don't be offended if people don't respond right away. But I would just tell people like, educate don't go into weddings. Like you guys, the first time I shot a wedding, I had never shot. Oh, I had never second shot. I had never done anything. And I kind of felt like it was an ignorance. It was bliss kind of thing because I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And I think Erin said the same thing where she was like, I'm never doing that again. I said the same thing. And then I booked like 15 weddings that year. Um, so it's just hard, you know, like, and you learn, I don't be scared to make mistakes. I mean, you can't go into a wedding thinking that, you're going to screw it up. So like that was for me, like, I guess I never felt like there's some weddings where I feel pressure if they're like big weddings with lots of details and big planners or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like going in blind sometimes is like kind of okay because you figure out what works for you and not what worked for like five other, like other photographers. So like, I had no idea that, I mean, I put my family pictures like right in a certain place for a reason in the day because I don't like a bunch of extra people watching me. So like, you know, I, I do it for a reason. And some photographers do family pictures first, like, and so that works for them. But like, for me, I was kind of happy that I didn't ever do that. Um, I'm second shooting officially for the first time this year as nine years in it's fine um but I would say that and then also just making sure you're charging what you are worth um there's so many great educational tools that can help you decide what that is so and pay taxes that's beside the point but because nothing gets me more worked up than taxes but I would just tell people like you know I can charge you know four thousand dollars for a wedding well, okay, I walk away knowing that at least 1500 is probably going to taxes, like between sales tax and federal taxes. And then, okay, well then I know the couple has a second shooter and I pay my second shooters between three and $500. So that's, 
you know, another $500 off. And then I know that if they get an album, that's another, you know, $400 cost. And so basically at that point, then I take how long it takes me to communicate with them, to shoot their engagement session, to buy their film. And sometimes I walk away at a loss and like, you can't do that. That's not what a business is. And so I always tell, tell people like, yeah, I charge X, Y, Z. And then I will break it down for them if they have any question about why I charge what I do, because I'm sorry, like I, life is too short to shoot weddings for $200. Like go have a Saturday with your kids, go have a Saturday with your family. Cause that is more important, you know? So really look into like how many hours it's taking you to edit and divide your profit and see what you're actually making. Because I did this in 2013 or 14 and I was making like $3 an hour. So the best thing you can do is invest in like a business course or anything like that, which I mean, I struggle with the business side, don't get me wrong, but figure out what you're, you're charging. And like, literally what I did at that point was I cut, like, I, I, I really worked on my workflow and I doubled the price of my weddings, if not doubled in a half. And guess what? People still booked it. So every, every person who's like, Oh, we live in Nebraska. Like people won't pay that guys they pay it. So, I mean, there's photographers who charge way more than I do in Nebraska. So I just tell people like, know your worth. If you have experience, then you should be charging what you should be charging. So, um, really take a look at your priorities. And I know it's like great to shoot 50 weddings a year for a thousand dollars and make 50 grand. Right. But by the time you spend please cut in here. Oh, I was just going to say, but really, you're not really making $50,000. Like it's crazy how, and especially to like the gear you're spending money on and repairs and your computer and your software and your, um, the things that like you guys, my biggest laughable thing is when people are like, Oh, it's so nice. You don't have many over much overhead. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I do. Like, especially as a film shooter or even like, I mean, there's some weddings where I'll shoot two rolls of film. There's some weddings I'll shoot 40. Like, I, so you kind of have to go into it. Like if you were working for a real, like a, not a real in quotes, air quotes, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. a business, like not your name, not yourself. Like say you're working for McDonald's and you were looking at your like profit loss and you were looking at all this stuff and it's like, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like you have to go into your business as like, would I be fired? A, cause sometimes, yes, I definitely think I would be fired. Um, B, Like you also have to go into it like, is it worth it? You know, if you're not charging what you should be charging, like, is it worth it to give up every Saturday for your year? And so like, I remember I've told several of you, like a lot of photographers in this state, like your, your people miss you. You know what I mean? Like, don't shoot, shoot 40 weddings at $2,000, shoot 20 at 4,000. Like, did I just say 2,000? Yeah. So yeah. Shoot, yeah, yeah. So like work hard and play, like, you know, work hard, but you should also be working smart and making sure like I play hard and I work smart most of the time. So like I say that and I hope nobody's listening that I've, you know, burned, but I would just tell people like you have to know what you're worth. Otherwise you're, yes. you're going to burn out. Totally. Totally. And I think there are tons, especially now, because I feel like that's something that's a conversation that I think a lot of people are having publicly, like on social media. And it's something that a lot of people are talking about. But there's so many resources, free or paid, like specifically for photographers. You guys, I took an entire like it was the best workshop I've ever taken. And like kind of going back to education, like with the, you know, meeting your dream photographers or whomever, like people you idolize, like 
never are they as put together as they say they are but like I had this one and they don't offer it anymore but it was by Katie Lamb and she's now in Kansas City but and I'll make sure to tag her in this because she'll love it but like she was like gave us some super tough love and we literally this was a business only workshop where we talked about taxes and accountants and getting yourself a lawyer and getting yourself an attorney and so I always tell people like make sure you have a lot of your things and your ducks in a row, like when it comes to that stuff. And um, also like she was the one who kind of presented this giant like spreadsheet and I am not type A, Katie is type A. And like she like had it all planned out where it was like an Excel thing where you could plug in all of your expenses and everything and how much you're charging and how many days you actually want to work per week and that kind of thing. And that was when I got the number of like, cool I make like three bucks an hour like I might as well have be working somewhere and for someone else that I could actually get a benefits like you know what I mean and other valuable things and not be I always joke like when you work for yourself you get a you know everyone's like oh it's so nice you get to pick what hours you want to work and I'm always like yeah which 90 I want to work yeah I don't know when to stop I know well and it's like whenever I'm home and I'm a big Netflix watcher so like it's hard for me to relax because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much I need to do. Right. But I mean, that's a whole nother topic with productivity, but, um, I always just say like the whole, no, I, I mean, if you've ever ran into me and you're a newer photographer, the biggest thing I was, I'm like, you need to charge more money. And half of that too is in defense of my own business, because if there's photographers out there who are charging, like, you know, they have seven years experience or five years experience and they're charging $2,000 for a wedding they're or 800. Oh my gosh, what? No. And I know there's a lot of people who charge $2,000 and there's no, I'm not knocking them at all. Um, I just say like, like I said, I want to work, I want to work less, but make the same amount of money. And so at the end of the day, it's still, it's a business, right? And so I just, I don't know. I just, I'm a big advocate for continually raising your prices and continually trying to push. I haven't raised my prices in probably five years or three years, something like that. So um, I feel like I'm at a price point now where, I get the couples I love. I I'm not over the top where I get couples that scare me. Um, but like, I just, I want to know that the weddings I'm shooting, the weddings I'm working are weddings that I want to give up my personal life for. So, and that's something I don't think a lot of young people think of because they think they have endless weekends and endless things Yeah, and it is not the case. So here I am like 32. I started this when I was, you know, 23. So I've shot so many so many things that it's just like at the end of the day like sometimes I wish I would have went to my friend's kid's birthday party instead or not missed my family reunion you know so I would just tell people like really be choosy with your time because at the end of this time is time's all we have time is literally the biggest like money thing you know what I mean like it's monetary whatever monetary value like I just think that that's so true so um when you look back you know, for me, that's something that's like been really sensitive this last year too, is just, I look back at a lot of the things I missed in my personal life. And so I need to know that that monetary, the money, the money part is worth it. Totally. So, and I think that a lot of people don't think about that. I agree. Well, and I think a lot of people just don't know their numbers Yeah. because I know for me, I was like, Oh, you know, I have a $30 subscription here and I have this $200 software here. And that's really not that much. And I'm still that way guys. Like, don't get me wrong. Like last year, I think I did my taxes for the whole year, like in April 1st, probably let's be real. And so like, I'm a procrastinator. I don't have my business where I would even like it to be right. As far as like 
knowing my numbers and whatever. But I also know just from doing it for a while, like where I can afford to spend money and where I can afford to cut. And so I just tell people like, it's even if you do it one time, just to know, like, this is my cost of business. And, um, I just went to another workshop. I mean, even this last February, um, it's called the editor's course where, um, she forces you to do that. You have to sit down with your bank statement and highlight if it's a priority, if you need it slash want it, or if it's something you can afford. And so I remember like the one, the one statement I did was like, there was like four things I had to have. Then there was like 15 things I wanted. And then there was like a surplus plus more of things that I just was buying to buy, you know? And so, yeah, I just set yourself up for the life you want and then like, don't look back, but you need to be charging what you're worth because at the end of the day, like it's still your time away from your family. So that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just another positive for workshops. Yeah. It forces you to take that time away from like the everyday grind of business. Right. And even my biggest thing, and like, sometimes I won't even do the things that I'm supposed to on the workshop because I like literally this last year was kind of really eye opening for me. I, I couldn't even tell you like, and we kind of talked about this before we started recording, like the future of my business. Like, I know I want to keep doing it, but like, I know also too, like there's a relevance thing where I'm like, you know, some people age out eventually, or they can't like physically, like if I shoot a 12 hour wedding, I feel like I drank a 12 pack of beer the night before. Like it's, you know, like, and you're only in your early thirties. Like you're not, and I like, and work out all the time. So it's kind of like one of those things where, um, my body like is tired, you know? So I always just tell people like, I don't know, I keep saying that, but I just, I want people to know like they should be charging what they're worth. They should be making like smart choices, I guess, basically, and making sure that they're not overworking themselves. So I don't know if that tangent no, circled to- back or yes, not, but <laughs> totally. Um, I guess last thing I would love, do you have any resources that people like educators that you suggest mm-hmm. workshops that you've experienced and you're like, you have to go. Um, cause I think a lot of times we can see a lot of things online and everyone right. knows how to sell. Right. Not everyone knows how to deliver. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So no, I would like my biggest thing with workshops in general, I've been let down more than I have been pleased. And I actually am pretty honest about that to anybody who asks me. And I've listed out, um, like I've had people ask me like, which workshops have you attended? And I'll say, don't do this one. Don't do this one. And it's more of the ones I say not to do, you know, because they are so expensive. They're like, you know, between a thousand to 5,000. Like I've paid, when I went to France, I paid a ton of money, but it's just like one of those things where, um, really know what you're looking for. A really good workshop that I went to was, um, Forage and Fern, which was in Canada. And it was a film shooters, like a hybrid shooters workshop. But, um, we got to shoot and then we got to hang out with some people that were pretty big in the industry, network with them. Um, I honestly, the best thing I did for my film shooting was I did a one-on-one mentorship, which I think is so helpful because you're not battling 15 other people in their stories and overshooting, like shooting over your shoulder and getting the same images as you. So I mentored with Julie Paisley in Nashville after I took a workshop with her. Um, and she was lovely. And 
I've had, I did an f- online film course with Ashley Crawford. Um, she'll tell you I'm really bad with accountability on those kind of things. So I didn't finish it all, but I did learn a lot from it. And then also, um, let's see, the develop retreat was the one with Katie Lamb. I don't think they offer it. Oh, Katie Lamb and Kat. Um, and so Mustard Seed Photography in Texas, um, they like they moved so or people moved around so they don't think they offer that as much anymore but katie does one-on-one mentorships for business which i need to retake um and so i always just tell people like make sure or look at reviews there's a whole like i think it's what or is it like one sweat or some some website stop i don't don't think it's not my pretty but one of them has a workshop review for photographers because a lot of these websites are photographers only you know that look at it so i always just tell people like ask reviews, ask people who you admire in the industry besides the people hosting, hey, did you get anything from this? Because most of the time, like I will tell you, like the best thing I've gotten from most of my workshops is meeting the other attendees. So um, yeah, that's as far as like where I would invest. And then like, um, I'm trying to think of like, I did a couple creative lives when I first started and that was great for more like editing. I learned a lot of that on my own, but I yeah, like editing or like website building. Um, I'm still suck at SEO, but that kind of stuff, you know, where it's things that that's you have to be on the computer to do it. That stuff didn't exist when I was in college. So it's fine. (laughs) Like I couldn't take courses on it because it wasn't there. Um, so I always just tell people like, just make sure that you get, you are getting what you should like should out of it because a lot of times, and I don't, I haven't taken any with any really local besides Ashley, like the online thing. Um, but I know there's a ton of local photographers that offer workshops and I think that's great. You just need to make sure that you're still taking you at the end of the day, like you're not competitive competitors necessarily, but you want to make sure that you can take what you learned, dictate it for yourself and like, you know, make sure that you're doing something different because that's just so important to stay different and unique. So I agree. And I think getting outside of the market as well, like doing things locally can help with networking and building up referrals and different things like that. But getting outside of the market, I know for me, I went to a workshop in February in Mexico and it was literally wedding film retreat. Like it was for wedding videographers specifically. And it was in Mexico. And it was in Mexico. Yeah. So like I knew exactly what I was going there for. People weren't going to be doing corporate gigs and, you know, different Mm -hmm. things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, just watching how people shoot and like so different. learning different techniques, right. super important. And also when you're going to workshops outside of Omaha, your eyes get opened to how much other people are charging around the country. Uh-huh. Yep. And like, oh my gosh, in I Nebraska. Re- and you know, I, but here's the deal. So I remember I went to a senior workshop in Las Vegas. That was probably the first workshop I went to. They don't offer it anymore, but it was where like they showed these girls that look like they're 25. Um, they were like 15 or 16, you know, and they get their hair and makeup done. They styled them. And I mean, I'm over here like, holy crap, like this is, this would never go around in Nebraska like this. And then I took it back to Nebraska and I was one of not the first to do hair and makeup and all of the styling, but I, where I was at the time, I was one of the first. And so, and doing the styled shoots and that kind of stuff. And so, and I remember specifically this one gal who's still in business. Um, her name's Sarah Lane. She's in Napa telling me in Napa, like they're really, you know, probably a little bit ritzier out there than here. Not all, not all people, but some. And she said, I don't care where you're from. Like stop using that as a crutch or an excuse to not charging what you're worth because 
like I know photographers in Nebraska that have made ten thousand plus dollars at a wedding, easy, and more than that even. And I know photographer, I know people in Nebraska who are hiring big time film shooters from South Carolina that charge twenty thousand dollars for their wedding. So you know, there are people here that pay for it. It's just a matter of you know, are we here to take their money? Right. Yeah. No. You know, I just I want to make sure that like I okay. I remember Katie Lamb told me this at her workshop. If you go look on any of the vendor websites that the brides are looking at, some some brides, not all. So I'm going to say the not just because that's one that's popular and most people are familiar with. So if you go to the tiered pricing, so search photographers by price, there is, I mean, this is what she used for Houston and she showed us and it was insane. So like photographers that were between zero and two or a thousand, it was like 700. Then you go to the ones who are 2000 to 4,000, 300. Then it's like the higher up you get, the less there are. And so when you're going and you're saying like, okay, well, I know I'm going to prioritize photography. I'm going to spend $5,000. There's probably 10 people in that budget. So then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to look at those 10 because I've already advocated or allocated that money for photography. So I want to make, and, and like, also there's a good, like a, in people's mind, like there's a psychological thing about like good, better, best and whatever. And so a lot of people will pick better, you know? And so even if you're not the tip top, you're right below the tip top. People think they're a getting a deal B like they're still spending enough money to get those great quality photos. So I did that when I got back to Nebraska and in the price point I was at according to the knot. So who knows if that was like, I mean, I know there are photographers that are on it and I'm like, I don't advertise with them, but I like, I'm still show up on their listings. There was only three at that point in the price point that I wanted to be in. And so I just did it. I literally pulled the plug and doubled my prices. If not, so like, I mean, so my range wasn't big enough um, to make a difference. So like there were couples who it was easy for them to go up because it was only like 200 bucks. So like now my prices jump a thousand dollars each tier. Right. And so while like, while they might not book the top package, like they might book right below the top package or whatever. It's just, it's one of those things where it, I don't know, you have to give them difference. Otherwise they're going to pick the cheapest or the second cheapest or whatever. So I don't know. I just think that knowing like some basic pricing things is really helps too. I'm on another rant. Sorry. No, I love talking about this stuff because yeah. it's something that for me, it's been a whole year of just like learning more about the business. Side yeah. Of and, and I definitely have hardly anything figured out when it comes to the business stuff, but I've always felt like I've charged enough like to, to, for my lifestyle. And, um, and there's still times where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I need to charge more, you know? And I'm not sure if I could be like, and, um, so there's I still those doubts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like every single day. Um, especially like after you, another really quick little tangent, um, after you raise your prices, make sure you allocate that stuff in taxes because, the first year I raised my prices, I got killed in taxes. And if you've ever talked to me, I tell everybody about it because those when, the, when I hear people that don't pay taxes and I was like, then you can come take some of this money that I had to pay in. Um, so I just, you know, make sure you're being smart on the business side. Cause at the end of the day, like it's a business and, um, this is me just ranting at myself right now. So, you know, it's just, we all sometimes need to be held accountable on that yeah. side. So, oh, yeah. and then, um, I was going to say one more thing and I completely forgot, but just, like with the whole like pricing and structures, like 
I kind of had this rule of thumb, like once I booked my top package five times, I was raising my prices. And I have, ra- I've, I've, I haven't necessarily raised them because I think when you give people a dollar amount in an email or a pricing guide, it can scare them. Um, and so I just kind of started like chipping away at my packages so that my cost of goods was less. So, um, or cost of doing business was less. So I just, I don't know. I like, you should not like, I will, I'm going to blanket statement this really quick. Like if you are charging a thousand dollars, you should not be giving a 12 by 12 album, a 24 by 36 canvas, a USB. Like you shouldn't be giving all of the things, all of the things at that price, because at the end of the day, you are losing money because if you're not losing actual money, you're losing money in the time you're spending doing totally. all of the things. So totally. I know that's like common knowledge to most people, but some people might not know that. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think I talked the whole time, but this it's has been, no, this has been so fun. This yeah. has been great. And please don't think I'm scary. Like I will help anybody who has questions or anything. Um, like I probably sound a lot more assertive on here than I am in real life, but I just want people to know like that they should be, you know, making sure that they're spending their time wisely. And so, um, making sure that they're charging what they're worth, investing in themselves and making sure that they're setting themselves up for a solid future. So yeah. yeah. Put yourself before your business. Yes. I, yes. I agree with that most of the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Except for our clients. When yeah. our clients need things, we yeah. are there for them. Right. Yes. Most of the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. Well, let us um, tell people where they can find you online. Yeah. So my website's getting revamped right now. Um, so it's been, it's still relatively new ish. Um, but just my website, jessicablex.com. Um, and then my Instagram is at jessicablex, Facebook, jessicablex photography and design. I can't tell if Facebook's obsolete, like when it comes to business or not, but I still update it from time to time. Um, yeah. And I don't tweet unless I'm saving people on the voice and I make that very well known on my Twitter account. So, um, I actually did just tweet on Saturday for the first time. Uh, cause one of my friends was like, you need to get on Twitter. And I was like, I don't understand Twitter guys. That's amazing. Like, I don't like my brain. I, I went, I was going to major in computer science. Like I'm pretty technologically like well versed. Yeah. yeah. And Twitter to me is beyond my scope of knowledge. Like I don't understand it. I was like, wait, I retweet. Like, what does that even mean? Like what, like why the, like, I don't I'm not following that person. Why do I see that? Oh, cause that person retweeted it. Like, I don't, nope don't understand it so like go team corinne i think the last time i tweeted was 2014 so (laughs) besides saturday so yep yep not even kidding so it's not don't you won't find you can find me there but i'm not posting anything besides who i'm rooting for on the voice if they get kicked off so well so now we know you're a voice fan no well i am a voice fan i haven't watched this season a whole lot but i did a few seasons ago so yes Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes. No problem. Thank you for so much for having me. Man, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the podcast. I am so incredibly thankful to all of these amazing wedding professionals who have been in the industry here in Nebraska much longer than I have uh, for just coming and sharing their hearts and their advice with all of us. Because I think whether you are planning your wedding whether you want to eventually work in weddings or you are currently working in weddings, this is all very valuable uh, information for all of us. And it's so important to know that we are not alone. 
So that has just been my biggest takeaway from these podcast episodes. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. If you want to keep hearing two podcasts a week now that we've actually done it, um, two episodes a week, let me know. Reach out on Instagram, send me a DM, comment on today's post, um, and just let me know what you think, if you enjoyed it, if it's too much, if it's not enough. I really want to be able to put out content and have guests on that you guys are wanting to listen to. So if you have someone who you would love to hear from and want to get to know a little bit better, send me an email. DM me on Instagram at Nebraska Wedding Podcast at Lacework Films or hello at laceworkfilms.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.